Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hello and welcome back. It's hour two on a summer Friday. The DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. One last day this week without Damon Amendolara. He's done for the week. Four days of being Jim Rome. That's enough. He is off altogether today. He is back where he belongs on Monday morning. No me next week. So plan accordingly for more Schwartz's. And then the week after that, we've got no more DA again and no more Bilotti. So the musical chairs continue. That's how August usually is. As you heard on the PGP this week, we are rounding second, heading for third, and maybe being waved around third by our third base coach in terms of the search for our new full-time executive producer. But today's, or this week's, fill-in EP, Ryan Botry continues to do a tremendous job. Up the board he goes in terms of the depth chart here. Sky's the limit. You pick your phenom in any sport that you love. Ellie De La Cruz, Connor Bedard on ice. That's who Ryan Botcher 4 is for us here and mentored by the best in the business and Pete the Body Bilotti. So, I mean, again, the sky's the limit. And today's reward is a Checks mini beach ball. Who's getting, right. who's getting paid? Me, you? Me for being nice to you guys? Who's getting a check? I don't know. Okay. That's fair. Going right out the door, though. Uh, I don't, as far as I know, the Target Demo Friday meme has not been released just yet. When it is, tell us how you're listening, where you're listening, and whichever pot-stirring question Cap attaches to it, answer that one as well. Keep your eyes open at CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish. Uh, just underway, so much still to do this morning. Sounds of Saturday's back. Mark Daniels, the voice of UCF. The Knights are in the Big 12, living the Big 12 life now officially, uh, a program that has had nothing but success recently. A fact that I don't think I knew until I started uh, prepping for this interview yesterday. I knew UCF was new. It was young. I did not know that it was the youngest FBS program in America. They've only been an FBS school since 1996. It is a meteoric rise from that to, ta- to now, 27 years later, being very much worthy of a spot in a Power 5 conference one of the four newbies in the Big 12. And again, Mark Daniels with us to preview the night season an hour from now. We'll also get the latest on the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Anthony Richardson, the rest of the NBA, or the NFL with Destin Adams from A to Z Sports. He's on the show in hour number four. Later this hour, another athlete eating ridiculous amounts of food. This is not a bit. This was an attempt to get bigger, to get stronger, We'll walk you through what Joey Bosa is doing to be the best charger he can be later this hour as well. But we begin, still in the NFL, with actual game action last night, starting in Foxborough. Two games last night, another batch tonight, and then a pretty significant slate of games tomorrow and on Sunday. And then that's week one of three preseason games in the book in the NFL. It was Patriots-Texans last night in Foxborough. 
Uh, I was watching an NFL network with some spotty audio courtesy of the Boston TV as Ryan shakes his head. It was bad. I, I don't I don't understand. Bob Sochi, Scott Zolak are friends of this show in terms of the content they give us because Zolak in particular is bonkers and Sochi does a really good job on play-by-play. You put them together and they have given us multiple great audio clips to use on this show. They were the voices, and you guys have all know this, a lot of what NFL teams do is they shift their radio teams to TV in the preseason, either do a simulcast, don't have radio, somebody else does the radio. So in New England last night on TV, you got the radio guys, Sochi and Zolak, and I don't know what the connection problem was, but it, it was that was not the, the cleanest, best, highest quality feed. I don't know why that was such a problem last night, but it was bothering the hell out of me. It was like a walkie-talkie. Right? It was somewhere in between. There was a Yankee game recently over the weekend where they lost, like, half their truck, and they did the game. They finished the game uh, over the phone, basically. That's it, what it was like. It, it was wasn't, like- But it wasn't that bad, but it was not anywhere near what it was supposed to be for broadcast it, quality. It was like a, it was like a flip phone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was a flip phone, not a landline. Yeah. Either way, it wasn't great. Neither was the football. I mean, there was... This first game, the second game, then the third game, I know there's so much conversation about how many preseason games are needed, how many we should play, but all of them are tough. They matter. That second-level guy, the third-level guy, rookies, I know there are things that matter. We'll talk about them in a second, but the amount of players that don't play in these games compromise anything close to actual action. And last night, the Texans made the choice, maybe disconnected, of putting C.J. Stroud, the number two pick in the draft, their presumed starting quarterback out there, behind a makeshift offensive line. Now facing not the peak Patriot front seven, but that front seven seemed to be better than the front five for Houston because in his two series, C.J. Stroud was, I wouldn't say running for his life, but never had a chance to set his feet, never had a chance to get comfortable back there, seemed to be a little slow in his progressions, his decisions through a pick, got sacked, he went two for four total, um, it was not the best of nights for C.J. Stroud, but that's what this is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be pretty out of the gate. It's okay that it's not pretty right out of the gate. I mentioned the Colts already. Anthony Richardson battling Gardner Minshew for the starting job, I guess, in Indy, although the owner wants Richardson to start right away. He's going to start their first preseason game. That one's tomorrow in Buffalo against the Bills, and I don't expect a lot from that one either because they're not going to have their full complement of players around them. It's their first even close experience in the NFL. And none of the guys in this draft are necessarily finished products. I mean, you can be geeked up about Bryce Young in Carolina. Uh, I, you know, I, I get all that kind of stuff, but none of them are walking in with the expectations of Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, other, you know, drop dead, no doubt, number one future franchise quarterback guys. They've got ceiling, they got upside, that's for sure. But none of these guys are that. So expecting anything, any season for any of them that's more good than bad to me feels like a stretch. And C.J. Stroud last night, it was only two series, and then Davis Mills walked in and at least played like he'd been out there before. Davis Mills is not the answer long-term. That's why C.J. Stroud was the pick. Um, But he at least looked the part, could handle the situation slightly better, and the Texans move forward from that. The Patriots didn't play Mac Jones, so we got a lot of Bailey Zappi, and Bailey Zappi didn't get a lot of production, didn't get a lot of points. The thing that jumped out last night, Tank Dell's a name maybe out of Houston. 
that you need to keep an eye on. He had five catches, 65 yards, a touchdown from Davis Mills. Um, that was really the extent of it from from this game last night. But it had me thinking again about this Patriot team. And, I, and it comes from Sochi and Zolak. It's Patriots television. So, you know, it's presented to you in a Patriot-heavy manner. So they're running through all the things going on in year two. Uh, or is it year three? Where are it's got to be in, in year the three. Yeah, year three for Mac Jones and and in year three post or year four post Tom Brady wherever we are in this the move away and past Brady and what's new and what's old you know talking up and it I think it flashed a little bit last night again not against the best blockers for the Texans but that initial batch of defensive linemen and linebackers Keon White and company uh, who was a second round pick in the spring. Those guys seem to be disruptive for New England, and that's the stuff they're going to need to need to get during the regular season because I know Bill O'Brien's there. They finally smartened up about having actual offensive and defensive coaches and not grasping for straws, not being smart. Um, so I, I, think, I think they're going to be better on offense. Whether it's Mac Jones or it has to be Bailey Zappi, I think they'll just, because the structure is there, because a better voice is there, that's got to help them. But this team has got to be defense first. This team needs, the Patriots need their defense to give the offense as much margin for error as possible, especially early in the season. And I still, this conversation of Brady or Belichick, Belichick or Brady, and who's bad, who's worse, who's better without the other, it feels like we're going a little too far in the anti-Belichick direction. It's not a knock to say that the talent is the issue there, that he clearly it's not just Brady who's gone, but the one then return to that is Belichick has his hands so deep in personnel that it's his fault to a certain extent that the personnel is what it is there. But that's still a all-time head coach. Andy Reid's been thrown around. We had that conversation on the show a couple of weeks ago. I forget which player put it out there that reads that reads the best coach or the better coach. And Andy Reid's going, to, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's an all-time head coach. But again, before he had Patrick Mahomes, the idea, the conversation about Andy Reid was that he wasn't doing enough, that he wasn't winning enough. So he's already had that conversation. Belichick did have it shorter term before he got to New England, before he got to, Bel- to Brady, and now we're having it again. I still think Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick, and he's going to figure things out as well as possible in New England once they figure out whether or not they have a quarterback to rely on. But they 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 need to have a defense to rely on, especially when they open home for the Eagles, home for the Dolphins, at the Jets, at the Cowboys. That's not a fun September. And that last game, I guess, technically is in October. But that's a tough opening stretch for a team with this many questions. But if the tiny glimpses of some young talent, young athleticism on that defensive front for the Patriots, that's got to be a little bit of good news for them last night because they're going to they're gonna need that. They need low-scoring games. They need to keep teams off balance. They need to get the offense back on the field as much as possible. Don't have them in early holes. Bail them out if there's a mistake or there's lack of production, lack of points. They've got to be defense first if they have any chance of thinking about the postseason. 
Because no matter what, I, I just I, I don't envision a world where they're not last in the East. And I know there's plenty of Jets hesitation. Some of that's valid. I think some's going too far. I'm surprised that I'm not doing it. I'm surprised I'm not one of those guys going so far in the wrong direction with them because I had been so fed up with Rodgers. But I continue to find myself enjoying Aaron Rodgers as a Jet and thinking the Jets are going to be pretty darn good. And the Dolphins are going to be pretty darn good. And the Bills, I think, are going to come back a little bit, but still be better than the Patriots. So for New England to jump one of them seems like a tall task no matter what. Even best-case scenario for New England. So it's an uphill climb just in that that division, and they're in the tougher conference. So there's a lot of things set up against them, and they're certainly running out of time. And we're starting to get those reports that Bob Kraft has had enough, that his patience is wearing thin, that maybe the change at head coach is sooner rather than later. I I still have no feel for the time of that. I still don't know. You know, my my expectation always was that Belichick would go fully be the GM. And one of his acolytes would be the new head coach. And maybe that happens now that that's, that Bill O'Brien's back in the mix. I, I don't know. But, you know, they're closer to an ugly divorce than I ever thought they would be, especially by this time. When Brady left, I thought the transition would be shorter. And it hasn't been. But there were a couple of guys that flashed last night that maybe mattered the most uh, to help them be good enough early to survive that tough stretch find their footing on offense, uh, and then put something together that can change and erase some of the bad taste in their mouth up there because the last couple of years, obviously, even without Brady having that success in Tampa Bay winning a Super Bowl, just from the New England perspective, uh, it's been way too mediocre for way too long. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 is the number. At CBS Sports Radio, at Andrew Bogish, at Pete the Body, at Ryan Botcher 4 on Twitter. If you're feeling so 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 kind and so inclined, at Schwartz Sports on Twitter as well. I'm not laughing at the facial expression that Pete made when I mentioned Schwartz's Twitter handle. That's not what I'm doing. Is he listening to the show today? Uh, if I was Phil Mickelson, I'd bet $110,000 that he wasn't. <laughs> he read the email, I'm pretty sure. We think he read the show emails because... I did put that Orioles TV clip in the email yesterday as a possible sound check suggestion. So that's po- maybe that's where he got it from. But that clip also made the rounds pretty well yesterday, so he might have seen it on his own. Mm. And you said in my ear when Schwartz played that clip in his update, good thing I didn't use it in sound check. It was, it was rough. I think maybe we should have played it in sound check, and then had he played it again there, Pete would have went through the roof, and everybody but wins from that. I feel like I didn't, I didn't use it because it was more of like a... It's a sight gag. It was you, need a sight, s- you, need, you need the visual, yes. and then on top of that, there was a lot of dead air, and it was like a play-by-play, so I didn't want to listen to that. Yeah, no, it, it, does, not, it does not play well audio only. You need to see it. And it's not their fault. They were having a conversation, like a serious conversation, about the Spanish-speaking Orioles learning English so they can do their interviews without a translator. And I don't know the analyst name, but he was talking about playing, I think, winter ball somewhere in a Spanish-speaking country and how hard it was for him to not speak the language there. 
So it was like also like a serious conversation interrupted by the ball in the barbecue. So yeah, it didn't it didn't work. But coming off of yesterday's stun to a news double dip, had we began today's show with Schwartzy double dipping off a sound check. A tarp would be on the field. Yeah. That Pete would have been out of here. Right on right on the parkway. It's you know what? I think that's your next move. I've done it. I want to you gotta something the next time you really have had enough. And I feel like this is a safer space for you with our change in personnel. Yes. But I want you just to leave one day. <laughs> just get up and go. Just gently put your headphones down and just walk out. Well, if it happens again today. It won't happen today. Although I told Pete in his ear before, I, I considered, because the, the stun to a news thing made me laugh throughout the day yesterday. And if you weren't listening, uh, Schwartz, innocently, is not, you know, it just happened. He presented the a same bear thief story that Boyle had on Monday. And I was about to stop it and point out the repeat. And Pete stopped me and said, no, 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 let it go. And we pretended that we didn't hear it before. So I thought about doing a cold open this morning that we had already done this week. <laughs> just like, he, just you know, be like, can you guys believe the Pac-12 is dead? Oregon and Washington on their way to the Big Ten. Can you believe it? It's your cold open. Like it was breaking news. But people didn't necessarily get the joke yesterday when we played along with Schwartz. So I thought it would fall flat. Right. So we went with a regular brand new cold open. I, I thought we were sarcastic. We, I, we sounded sarcastic. And you came on afterwards and said, hey, this is, we got it. You yeah. know what happens. Yeah. I, don't th- I think people would get it after that. And my guest in <laughs> Schwartz has not lumbered in here. He's not listening. No. So we're, this is a safe space to discuss Schwartz. Yes. And I'm guessing that nobody alerted him to yesterday's issue because he has not brought it up to any of us. <laughs> no. I, isn't there like a – shouldn't we have like a video out? Isn't there like a – well, the podcasts are up. Yes. You think someone in the podcast would say something. Yeah. No, and nobody tagged him that I saw. Nobody tagged all of us in no. a tweet. No, nothing. I, I don't know – is there a pocket of Schwartz sympathizers within our audience that would have been like, hey, oh, the, Pete, they're, they're busting your chops again? The fan club? Uh, no. No? There's no fan club? Uh, not to my knowledge. As you're scrolling through through chats right now? Yeah, I'm looking. Nobody? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, next on the show is the latest on realignment. The Mountain West has some juice in all of this, uh, the president of the or the commissioner of the Mountain West spoke yesterday. We'll discuss that when we come back on the DA show on, C- on CBS Sports Radio. How could you pass up blue cheese? I might be the psychopath here when I describe this, but I like to eat it raw sometimes. It's so succulent and delicious. DA on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. It's the DA Show on CBS Sports Radio. If you're listening on one of our great affiliates, the Odyssey app, the CBS Sports app, Sirius XM 158, you're missing out on another good visual. Nothing makes me happier than making Bilotti happy. Bilotti's got a beach ball today. Happy I'm, Friday. I'm bringing him toys. Uh but this particular gift that I just delivered was a uh, scheduling snafu. I was expecting a smile, not a full body shiver and head on the desk, but that's what I got from PDB. <laughs> that's funny. Do I say what the problem is or just move on? No, move on. Okay, fine. 
P.S. It makes me do more work. Like seven more seconds of work, but... For more work. As long as Pete's happy. Thank you. So, no new major developments today on the realignment front, but all of this moving around and adding teams, losing teams, needing new homes, the Pac-12 dying, it's made some interesting schools, interesting groups of schools very popular. We discussed SMU yesterday with Brett McMurphy amongst ourselves as well because the Mustangs are right now in the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, and the AAC really wants to keep them because it's a good football program. It kind of brings in the Dallas market. It's a good school. So it's popular in the American Conference, but it's also popular in out west, and it's popular in the east with the ACC considering SMU on top of the Stanford-Cal double dip from the West Coast. And specifically for the ACC, the draw of SMU is that they've got so many rich donors that to solve the, or at least partially, the ACC's financial hesitation of adding more schools is SMU's apparently said, don't worry, guys, we don't need any money from you for at least five years. They're thinking long-term. Donors can cover the short-term. We want to be in a big league We want to cash in 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now. So we'll take this hit early on. Even if it is not even a hit, we'll just, we'll, we will grease the skids to our entry by paying our own way in, not taking more money off your plate. It's a very, very smart move. So SMU, which normally you would very infrequently have in a major college football conversation these days, is very much in those conversations because of the situation it finds itself in. And then there's the Mountain West. The Mountain West is sitting near the Pac-12, what's left of it, and they've got some leverage here because they're a league. They have members. They exist. They have a TV deal. All of the the prerequisites to be a league, they've got checked off their box. They've got some good programs, our good friends in Boise State. They still have San Diego State after all of that drama. San Diego State apparently did, and we mentioned this already, did pitch the idea of creating a league with SMU and other American teams, plus the leftover Pac-12 foursome. That died on the vine. But the Mountain West is like, yeah, you know, we're just sitting out here, and we've got options, and we're going to see how things play out. And maybe we'll do something with those Pac-4 schools. Or, you know, maybe we'll just take Washington State and Oregon State when Stanford and Cal go to the ACC. And maybe we'll absorb this and maybe we'll absorb that. The Mountain West, which is normally fighting the AAC to be the sixth best conference in America, finds itself right now, not in the driver's seat, but, you know, like they're, they can touch the wheel. They've got, they've got a little cachet here. They can't call their shot, but they've got some power. And now there's limitations to that power, and we've discussed those as well. It would make sense, at least geographically, and I think adding some of those programs like Stanford and Cal would make a lot of sense to bring those sports teams in from the Mountain West perspective to just absorb those four, make your league stronger, make your league bigger, make your league a little further to the West. But the problem with that is, You'd really, for CFP reasons, for March Madness reasons, you'd want to end up as the Pac-12 or whatever, the Pac-whatever, 
at the end of the scenario. So, like, the power play of the Mountain West coming and go, oh, we'll rescue you, but we probably should be still called the Pac-10, Pac-8 because that would keep alive the inherent benefits of the Pac-12, that automatic spot in the CFP and extra money and power over governance and whatnot. So they can't just walk in and hostile takeover those four teams. But that's a nice landing spot for at least two of those four teams. So SMU, Mountain West, right now enjoying their momentary spot, you know, on a power moves here because of all the way these things are shaking out. And you'd never thought that Stanford and Cal would have to be out there begging for a place to live. But that's where we are now. And the Mountain West can kind of just sit back and go, you know, yeah, we're good. One way or the other, we're getting bigger, we're getting stronger. So you guys figure it out, uh, and then we'll come in, and we'll take what's left, and we'll be happy We'll be happy either way. Back in the NFL in a minute, uh, Joey Bosa, not Nick Bosa. If you've got trouble remembering which one is which, this is the trick I've come up with. Nick plays in the NFC. N and Nick, NFC, so he's a 49er, leaving Joey as a charger. And he's trying to get heavy. Wouldn't use the F word on this show. Those rules still apply. He's trying to get a little heavier this offseason. Eating a lot. My first thought was, man, I'm jealous. I'm no longer jealous. We'll get to Joey Bosa's diet to close out this hour. Right now, though, let's do some headlines. Everything that happened last night, plus uh, the details, more details on that breaking news we discussed coming back from break. Here with it all is Peter Schwartz. Let's lead off Bogues in Los Angeles where the Dodgers welcome back Clayton Kershaw from the injured list. They beat the Rockies 2-1. to one. Max Muncy tying the game in the seventh with a solo home run and drew a bases-loaded walk in the eighth to break a 1-1 tie. Kershaw picked up a no decision, giving up a run and three hits over five. 1-2 delivery. And he foul tips it held for strike three by McGuire to retire the side. The triple is harmless. After four and a half, we have an official game on this rainy night. one nothing Boston. Oh, that was the uh, Red Sox highlight. <laughs> of course, I'm due for a mistake at least once a day. If I'm here, I want to be pitching. You know, it's I don't want to, I don't believe in like the taking the break thing in the middle of the season or whatever. I don't, if you're healthy, you should just go pitch, you know, go do your job. So um, it's no fun to not do your job. So I, I just, I want to be a part of it. We're playing great. Uh, obviously, we're in first place. We're doing, doing a lot of things well. Yeah, that sounds oh more my. like Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, he struck out four, did not walk a batter. Now to the trot. Chris Wells pitch, and that's it. Hard, deep, right field, and it's a gunner for Tommy Edmond. Five nothing Cardinals in the ninth. Tommy gets to slow down into the home run trot after hitting his eighth home run of the year. John Rooney on Cardinals radio. The Cardinals beat the Rays five to two. Also from baseball last night, it was the Red Sox over the Royals 2 to nothing. Yeah, the Guardians beat the Blue Jays 4 to 3. Tigers over the Twins 3 nothing. The Phillies now a game and a half ahead of the Giants for the number 1 wild card spot. They beat the Nationals 6 to 2. Yeah, the Orioles over the Astros 5 to 4. The Pirates beat the Braves 7 to 5. Now to NFL preseason, the Texans beat the Patriots 20 to 9. CJ Stroud Two of four for 13 yards and an interception. The second overall pick in the draft summed up his performance. Just wish I didn't do one mistake on one certain play, but other than that, thought I played solid. Felt good to get hit again and just get back in the groove. I just think that preseason, that's what preseason is for. It's important uh, just to get back and put your feet back in the water. So 
not of course I'm not super excited how I play. Didn't get to play a lot, but uh, just get my feet in the water, learn from my mistakes, and just keep growing. Drew Locke completed 17 uh, to Davis Mills and Case Keenum each threw a touchdown pass. In Seattle, the Seahawks beat the Vikings 24-3. to Seahawks wide receiver Kay Johnson suffered a concussion during the second quarter. He was taken off the field on a stretcher taken to the hospital. Head coach Pete Carroll with an update after the game. The first thing that we heard is that there was no findings. But he, he got a, he, I think he got concussed. But uh, there was no findings beyond that at, at this point. So we got a real good report. The early one. I, I, I'm hoping that's conclusive, but that's what we heard. Now, Pete, I was asleep before this game started. So I'm only reading about the situation. Did I read it correctly that he played a little bit, went off the field, and then went in the tent, and then got stretchered that's off? That's exactly what happened. So nothing. there was no visible injury on the field? No. Oh, that's no, creepy. No, and then he just... Walked off. They they then they took him out on a stretcher. Not he walked off on his own. Right. And then they took him on a stretcher Ugh. out of the stadium and then took him to a hospital. Drew Locke completed 17 of 24 for 191 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Also from the NFL, Jet safety DJ Reed wanted so badly to watch the premiere episode of Hard Knocks on Tuesday night that he pulled out all of the stops. I don't have HBO, so I had my girl download it. She did all of it, and she was just FaceTiming me because I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel, yeah. We just got Netflix on the TV, so so she was just FaceTiming me, and when her hands started getting tired, I'm like, whoa, 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 like, like straighten, straighten the camera back up. Now, my question here is... I have a lot in, of questions. In modern technology, okay, thanks to his girlfriend. Yeah. But, okay, so the the wherever the Jets players are staying in Florham Park, they don't have HBO. First of all, Jets really should give their players cable with HBO in the in the dorm. Yes. That's number one since yeah. they're on hard knocks. Number two, I, I imagine he has just as good, if not better, of a smartphone <laughs> right. than, than we all have. Yeah. And so how about you just subscribe to HBO Max? Or use your girlfriend's login. If she yeah. has it or she's got the if she's watching HBO. As far as I know, she you can then download the Max, the HBO Max like app. Right, oh, it's called Max now. Whatever it's called. Whatever it is. If you're if she's watching it on her TV, she can watch it on an app, which he could log into and then watch it himself, not making her FaceTime the TV you could, screen. You could share uh, what's called screen share on FaceTime. You could do a million things. A million things, except without using FaceTime there. And he was getting angry at her for checking her text message. Oh my! Right. During <laughs> during the show, he's like straighten out the TV. She's trying to check a, uh, um, check a text message. So I'm like, a lot of questions about this. Listen, I'm I'm sure his his play on the field's a lot better than apparently his technological. Well, savvy. I mean, they're both to blame. She should go, uh, babe. I'll just give you my login. I don't want to watch this. Just yeah. you Is log that in. So? You watch it. I, she's just as dumb for filming a TV screen for an hour. I gotta tell you, I've Yikes. stayed in I've stayed in all different kinds of hotels over the years. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I ever remember being in a hotel that didn't have HBO. There's usually just yeah the main HBO at least yeah, at least I agree. one. I'm not yeah. saying you have to have you know HBO East West North South right. kids you know family, but I I, I can't imagine a hotel that has that provides cable TV. Doesn't have HBO. I mean, it's always important to have good HBO when you're in a room for about 20 seconds during but, vacation. Yeah. 
You, well, I mean, you I never need got TV. That. But also, like, I feel like it runs the gamut. Either you're in a nice hotel and they give you the old HBOs, or you're in a crappy one and on the sign, it's like, we got HBO to draw yeah, you in for your 30 bucks a night. We got hot water, we got HBO. Come on in. But apparently it's not part of the package at the hotel that the Jets are putting their players up in, you know in Florham Park. Judging by this story, maybe it is, and he just doesn't know how oh, to that's, get you know, to that's it. Another good, that's another good point. Maybe he just couldn't find it. Right. Uh, college football, four more Iowa State football players, along with three more members of the Iowa football program, have now been charged in the state's investigation into sports gambling. It's alleged several players bet on games that they played in. WNBA, the Phoenix Mercury, set a league record for most points in a quarter, 45 of the second quarter of last night's 90-84 win over the Connecticut Sun. Brittany Griner finished the game with 21 points and 10 rebounds. And in golf, Jordan Spieth has the lead after one round of the St. Jude Championship. Uh, thank you, Mr. Schwartz. Done to a news, by the way, next hour, as I continue my streak of not telling anybody else when we should do it in our rundown email. I, I write it down on my little cheat sheet, right. and then I don't actually send it to the rest of the group. It's a little bit of a hurdle I put in front of their, their path every show day. Uh, with eBay Guaranteed Fit, this, by the way, is the eBay Drive of the Week. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you are the MVP, because when you see that green check, you'll know... That part fits your vehicle. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. And the eBay drive of the week was the only touchdown drive I was awake for in NFL preseason action last night. It was Davis Mills throwing that second quarter touchdown pass to Tank Dell uh, to get the Texans a 7-3 lead on the Patriots, which became a 29 Houston win in preseason action up at Foxborough. Uh, I want to go back here while we have a second to the end of the last hour when we very briefly got to the NBA opening night reported schedule, Lakers at Nuggets, Suns at Warriors, and everyone going, uh, where's the East Coast game? Usually there's a Eastern Central time zone game to start. Then we go out West. It's a rarity where there's two, you know, this is a mountain time and a West Coast time start. My, and this is still just a report, not the official announcement, so no actual explanation yet from the NBA, but my guess is they're doing it this way so that most of the country can see the Nuggets put the banner up. If you put the Nuggets second and you have their ceremony, A, the previous game is probably going to be ending while the first while they're doing the ceremony, and a lot of the country, like us here in the East, might be already done for that. Is that a Wednesday or a Thursday night or Tuesday even? We might be done by 9, 30, 10 o'clock not watching it. So you put the Nuggets first at home so they can raise their banner, give out the rings, celebrate their title. It'll be early in Denver and even a little bit earlier on the West Coast, but most of the country can be there for, you know, a 7.30, 7.45, 8 o'clock Eastern ceremony. Then you play the game. Now you need a second game. So now you're staying on the West Coast, and that's why we get the Suns and the Warriors, and it's not a bad second game either with CP3 and KD and Booker going to San Francisco to see Curry and friends. And then let, let's, let me let you in on something else now because we know he's not listening. So what we tried to do there, if you were listening closely, when I tossed to Schwartz, and this is another Pete Bellotti elbow, he goes, when you throw to Schwartz next time, do the normal lean in and go, and also, and add on, and also with the latest details on that breaking news we just discussed, here's Schwartz. And that's what I did. And there was a quick 
awkward pause. And then no <laughs> mention of what's the breaking news you're speaking of, Andrew. And away he went. Can we make up breaking news? I think that's. I think that might be too far. Mm. A friend of mine did that to me, at when I worked at Sirius. He actually he made, he made up. There's like an early spam email. He made an, an email. I think it was from the Nets about a Richard Jefferson e- uh, injury, and he didn't time it well. He didn't give enough time between me seeing it and going on the air to tell me he was kidding. So I read it on the air, and it was a hundred percent fabrication. So we had to fix it, and there was some anger. Uh, so I don't think we should do that. But that that toss would have tripped up somebody else, but not Schwartz. Plowed right through it. Right through it. Right back into the the booth with nothing on. And then and then somebody messed with his clip. I don't know who that was. That was not us. We didn't touch it. He, the wrong clip fired. It was a highlight, not uh, a Kershaw. Was, he actually, I think, screwed that up. Yeah, and I, that's a mistake that's easily made. Our computer system has a couple of issues with it. It's not always user-friendly. Uh, I've done that plenty of times. So, I don't know. Are, are we winning? Are we losing? Are we? Are, are we? Is in this little head-to-head with Schwartz? Is he ahead no, of the game because no, he's surviving no, all of them? We're, or? Do, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Knives and forks out. Joey Bosa is eating yeah, about five thousand calories a day to get better for the new NFL season. That's next. DA Show, CBS Sports Radio. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm looking for a, a burger. I'm looking for buffalo wings. I'm looking at what happened. DA on CBS Sports Radio. It's the final few minutes of Hour 2 on this summer Friday. Andrew Bogish in for DA. Pete the body, Bilotti covered in all his glory across the way, next to Ryan Botcher. Intern Anna is here. I think Peter Schwartz is here. No one really knows for sure. Stunned to a news is next hour. Next hour as well, Mark Daniels, radio voice of UCF. Sounds Saturday. We are maybe only a third of the way through our list of teams and voices you'll hear from before the college football season begins, Labor Day weekend. And again, Mark Daniels is the newest addition to the list. Coming up in a little more than 10 minutes from right now, Destin Adams 
who covers the Colts for A to Z Sports. We'll talk indie talk NFL with us to begin hour number four. The Target Demo Friday meme is out. I forgot to look at it. It is out. Go find it at CBS Sports Radio. At Andrew Bogish in a moment. Tell us how you're listening, where you're listening, and stand by, stand by. I got to figure out what it is. <laughs> uh, does Pete the Body have a problem? And there is Pete. Oh, stop. I don't know. Is that you? In, uh, is that you from Maverick? Are you Mel Gibson in this? Is I don't know exactly what I don't have that paycheck. gambling body you're on. But you look glorious. And the answer is yes. Yes. And you have or will have soon a problem. And Ryan Botcher pointed out that there is a bear in the background. There is a bear it's in the Hank. background eating a card. The gambler. Cap's the best. Pete's got a problem. <laughs> 50 cents worth. So Joey Bosa had a problem. When he was at Ohio State, he played at about 280 pounds. He dropped about 10 to 15 initially in the NFL, and then got went down even further to 250. Not the body type that fits the way the Chargers want to play defense. He had a groin injury last year. I don't think he's directly connecting dots that he somehow wasn't sturdy enough last year, but he wanted to be sturdier. So Joey Bosa went ham this weekend, ham, ham turkey, fish, chicken, he went all over the place this offseason to get heavier. He wanted to get back close to 280. He was eating five to six meals a day to get upwards of 5,000 calories in his system. I guess part of the problem is he's one of those people that can eat anything and he stays thin. Now, he says that, and he's an athlete, a professional athlete. So, I mean, he's just always doing something. But maybe a regular person wouldn't have to do this much to gain 30 pounds. And when I first saw the headline, it reminded me of Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps was at his peak swimming. There were a ton of stories about what he ate every day. And it was pancakes and waffles and McDonald's. It was ludicrous because he swam for 17 hours and burned it all off, freaking nature. But it made me jealous because he ate whatever he wanted, and it was fine. So when I saw the headline, I was like, damn, Joey Bosa is going to do the same thing. Like, I... One of the reasons I should have been, which I could have been a pro athlete on top of the money and the fame and the notoriety and the skills and whatever, is that you just can eat whatever you want. I got to gain weight for work. I got a trainer there with me who's going to get me in shape alongside of this, but I'm just going to keep eating whatever I want and I'll be fine. That's not what Joey Bosa did here. He ate a lot, but he was not going to Chick-fil-A and Chipotle every day. There was a lot of protein, a lot of chicken, a lot of fish, a lot of pastas, but like not regular pasta, uh, like it's made with not flour and dough like normal in the story, and the the name's escaping me. Um, Fruits and vegetables, he was just eating a lot of stuff, and he said it was terrible, that it was a job, it wasn't fun, it wasn't enjoyable, he wasn't chugging milkshakes and having ice cream sandwiches, he wasn't putting ranch dressing on any kind of dessert and plowing through that. So my jealousy quickly switched to being grossed out and almost feeling sympathetic for Joey Bosa because he was doing what I kind of want to be able to do but wasn't enjoying it the way I thought you'd get to enjoy it. 
No pizzas, no burritos, just chicken and fish and a lot of it. It wasn't as fun as I first thought it was when I saw the headline. There was a TikTok, I think, a couple years back of Tristan Wirfs doing, like, the same exact thing before he was even in the league. And it's nothing like what Joey Bosa did. There was, like, I think Tristan Wirfs ate a whole chocolate cake. Right. In one day. Yeah. And he's fine. He's yeah, elite. For now. So, for, for now. Yeah. But I can't imagine just eating, like, grilled chicken and... Six times a day. Right. I don't want seven slabs of grilled chicken. I want a buffalo chicken pizza pie. I want to eat all of it and go, you, somebody go, you did a good job today. We needed that from you. Well done. No guilt. This was just like, tilt your head back. I'm going to jam down some lean proteins and we'll see what happens. That's not the diet I want. I'll stay at 250. Maybe it's because of injuries. I think that's why he did it. But Yeah. But even still... He can have a cheat day twice a week. He's Joey Bosa. Come on. I would hope that he mixed in a couple of bad things, but the headline was misleading. I thought there was going to be a great summer for Joey Bosa, a fat guy summer. Instead, he was just eating a lot of Brussels sprouts and red meat and fish. No thanks. No thanks. I, I have this the meme on my screen from finding it, and I can't stop looking at it. I'm always in search for a Halloween costume, and when we do our Halloween extravaganza, my costume has always been show-related. Pete, as like a late eight, like you know, a wild, wild west gambler, might be atop the power rankings right now. Ah, see? Could you grow a beard? No. Dang it. That'd be nice. You had that beard, pocket aces, away you go. Top hat. Sounds great to me, Pete. Mark Daniels, the voice of UCF football. He's on the DA show next on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.